Okay, what is going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to a brand new Rugby Muscle podcast. This is another Q&A edition. I am making up for this on the live or live on the Facebook group, Rugby Muscle Athletes. Uh, this video was supposed to go live on Friday, or I was supposed to record this live Q&A on Friday. Those that are in the group saw that your boy ended up with a uh, flat tire, and it was actually a puncture, and I had to get a whole new set of three, no, who's buying three wheels? I had to buy a f set of four new tires, which was fantastic. That was a great way to spend my afternoon. I much rather would have been here on the Facebook group with you boys. Let me just check that I am on the Facebook group before we get going, answering the questions. But I did post on the group um, asking you guys if you had any questions that you wanted answering on that live. Just comment them below. So I've got a few of those going. I've got a couple of them. Uh, extra questions that I've got from new guys into the Rubber Muscle Athletes group. And so I'll be going through those as well. And we will go for no more than 20 minutes. This is just a, a sort of like a stopgap, right? The purpose of this episode is just to answer the questions that were missing from last week. And we will resume our Friday lives this Friday. Enough. Um, seems like we've got a few people joining us on the call. If you're on here live, you can ask a question and I will get to it before I finish this Q&A today. Let me just seal up the comments on my new system here. You like the little logo, by the way, huh? Uh, we're, we're working there. We're getting there, right? We're getting there on the, on the fun stuff. So let's see if it is loading before I start. Whilst we're waiting, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can always go ahead and give us a five-star review. Type up a little, it really does, and type up, yeah, type up a little quick review if you want, ask any questions there if you want, or just give us five stars, it really does help out the show. If you give a few words, it really does make a difference as well, um, and that does help us attract new guests, which we've got coming on again every single week, and uh, yeah, it helps us really grow the show, get more people watching it, get more people interested, and get more people want to be on the show. And it means that that's somewhere that's interesting you guys and helps me um, dedicate a lot more of my time here. I don't have to make up with an extra 20 minutes. Maybe we've got two a week scheduled in a more frequent basis and a more consistent basis. So without further ado, let's get into the questions that you guys asked on the comments on the previous post where I was stuck with my flat tire. Let me bring it up. Okay, so first one here is Ian says, what are some tests I can do outside the gym? Don't have access to one yet. To get a baseline and see where I need to improve as a player in terms of strength and conditioning. Are there tests for different levels of the physical prep pyramid? Great video, by the way. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to Ian for suggesting that. Uh, physical preparation pyramid on YouTube. Go check out that video. It will help you understand exactly what you should be doing with your training as an amateur or a fledgling rugby player. Um... A bit about me, 27, prop, 5'11", 95 kilos, mainly play thirds, but haven't since November and want to push to a higher level over the next few seasons and don't currently have a club. So, Ian, um, I would say get better. Like, So, first off, I'm not a big fan of tests in general. Uh, not like the ones at school because I sucked at those. I was actually all right at tests, but they, didn't pr they don't prove too much. I don't think... Uh, the big, the biggest test that you can do for as a rugby player is to play rugby, right? And then you'll see where you come up short, and you should um, know on average where you're going wrong. 
what your more common mistakes are, where you're struggling, where you struggle to complete, where you uh, see yourself failing. If you have any videos on your games, that's another great way to look back over and see where you think you can improve or ask some teammates where they think that you can improve as well. Otherwise, I would just really focus on just spending equal time in all three areas. I wouldn't worry about like working specifics. If you, if you really have no clue, you probably need to improve all of them. If you have some idea, then really get on those um, weaknesses that you're there. Most props, so I would say as a prop, 5'11", 95 kilos sounds like you might be a little bit undersized for prop. So I would try and really... Um, get a bit, of, I, I, I would work hypertrophy there. And there's no real test for hypertrophy, right? Other than what do you look like? <laughs> How much muscle do you have? Um, and from there, you've got an idea of what you need to improve upon. You've got an idea of, um, you know, uh, like where you're lacking and, and you've got an idea of, right, I'm, I'm a little bit too light. Maybe I need to get heavy. And, and that's, that's not to say you could be 95 kg and completely stacked and ripped. I'm not overly sure, okay? So it's it's depending on you. If you run a 5K and it's not it's slow and you feel like you're really gassing at the end even though you're you're not running faster than a 25-minute 5K or something, maybe you need to work aerobic. Maybe you probably need to work all the bottom base and just consistently work all of those things. Beauty of those, um, the, the base of that pyramid is that you can infinitely improve them with not a minimal amount of effort, but it's really like uncomplex the, the methods that you need to do to improve like hypertrophy aerobic conditioning and movement control um and again i will always say this and this is the reason i have team rugby muscle is if you want to really make sure that you are consistently improving all areas of rugby fitness and rugby strength and conditioning then i would sign up to a program that covers all of those bases that way you know even if you have a specific weakness that will be addressed over time if you don't have a specific weakness, you're constantly making everything stronger and stronger, stronger, better, 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 and you're improving yourself in your journey as a rugby player. And you can pick that up at rugby-muscle.com forward slash team. But overall, I wouldn't look at too much in terms of testing. Um, the Bronco obviously is a test, but you know, it, you know that you're getting bigger if you're. So if let's look at all the different aspects before I move on to the next question. Right, so if you're looking at size or strength, you know you're getting stronger. Or if your weights, when you're working out, when you're tra when you're training, are going up, you know that you're getting bigger. If you are in the hypertrophy rep range or in any rep range really, and you're adding weight to the bar, you're consistently adding reps and sets, or uh, sets and reps, and being okay with that and recovering. You can see it by the weight on the scale. Um, if you are um, look trying trying to get fitter. You can see yourself improve in your fitness training, right? You don't need to do a test in order to see if you're getting better. The only test that you really need to do is to play rugby, and then from there you can see how you need to improve. There's, you know, there's a reason that the people that ace all the other tests don't always make the squad, right? You, it's about being a better rugby player, not being better at the tests or anything like that. And the Bronco is a good. People like that because it's aerobic and it's got you moving and it's got you stepping a lot, but they more like it because it's a real tough challenge and, um, you know, there's nothing overly specific that's amazing about it. It's just a lot of, uh, it's a little bit of agility, a little bit of aerobic work, and it's just tough and then it's a decent little baseline. It's a little bit more um, specific than a beep test because you're not held back necessarily by your, like, constant 
um, speeding up. But overall, I, I personally don't do any testing with any of my one-on-one clients. I don't do any testing with any of the teams that I coached. Um, I don't believe. I don't. I think that wastes valuable time that you could be spending training. Right? You can end up wasting a week or so trying to gear up for a test or trying to cool down from a test, or and then that's another week that you have to then retest because there's no point just doing that one test at the beginning of the season. I remember <clears throat> with one of my old clubs, we would start pre-season with a test and then we never did another test. So I was like, what's the fucking point of doing this test in the first place? Because we don't know if we're improving or we're not measuring it at all. It's just um, we're doing tests for the sake of doing a test because that's what you're kind of supposed to do. Whereas that whole week could have been spent with a ball in hand and practicing, you know, the rugby skills or, or any doing any sort of fitness training that we could have done. So that's why I believe um, testing is just a kind of a waste of time. And I'm happy for anyone that disagrees with me and let me. And if you if you disagree with me, let me know in the comments, um, and we can have a discussion about it. Hi guys, I just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete, then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies. That is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, the physique nutrition crash course video series, the supplement guide, and newly added is a macro calculator. Yes, that's right, a macro calculator where you will be able to work out your protein, carbs, fat, and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from. This will help in conjunction with your 50 free conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete. All that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown. Next question. Uh, Joe says, bad times, about the fat tire. I hope you got a tire change. I did. Fortunately, I had to get a whole new set, as I said. So anyway, question. I know in the past you've talked about intermittent fasting. Is this something you still do or advocate? I've looked at it and seen a 16-8 and a 24-hour different fast. My my question on that is a 24-hour one once a week protocol will be best for me in terms of convenience but when I have my dinner and small meals before bed, do I need to cram in my protein or macros or just write them off or do I make up for them on the rest days? Um, to clarify, when I break the fast at dinner, do I need to cra- uh, cram in all of my macros before bed? Okay, good question. Um, and I can knock this one out of the park. So the benefit of fasting um, on the 16-8 diet, the one where you um, have an eating window, is that the food that you consume is going to be easier to consume to restrict the amount of calories that you have in a smaller window. If you're spreading out, uh, let's say it's 2,500 calories just for a random figure, right? So if we, if you're spreading out 2,500 calories over the course of six to eight hours, um, that's, you know, a lot more bigger meals in a shorter period of time. You're going to be really nice and satiated. You get to eat quite a lot in that time. Um, if it's around your training window, then you're getting in the nutrients exactly where it needs to be. And, you know, then the, the rest of the 16 hours, you're not even worried about food. You don't have to stress about dieting. You don't have to stress about it. Whereas if you were to do uh, 2,500 calories spread over, I don't know, you woke up at 6 a.m., you go to bed at uh, 12, 11 p.m., right? That's now spread over, you know, the course of 
like 17, 16 hours, right? And so now you're having a lot, either a lot smaller meals or you're having meals where there's a lot of space between them and you're going to go hungrier for longer periods of time, particularly if you have breakfast and you uh, go about and you go back to your day for six or seven hours and you're going to start to get that flag in and flagging uh, the little, you start to drop in energy levels a little bit and then, you know, you have to have lunch and you get cravings and all this sorts of thing. Whereas if you're in that short period, it's easy to cram in those calories. So, um, obviously, uh, if you weren't tracking calories, then there's a potential also for this the 16-8 diet to work because you're just going to probably eat less food in that smaller window than you would do in a bigger window. Now, the 24-hour fast from dinner to dinner, the benefit of the 24-hour fast is that you don't consume calories in that time. And then when you have dinner, you have probably just a normal meal. This isn't for someone that is tracking their nutrients. When you have your normal meal, that means that... Um, you are then having maybe five to 900 calories on a, if you have a huge meal, um, in that entire day. And that drops your weekly average cal calorie intake down, right? So if you, so let's go back to 2,500, you, every day you normally have 2,500 calories, right? Um, saying this, but one day you have a 24 hour, uh, fast and say in that 24-hour fasting day you have one big meal with a, maybe a dessert as well and you consume uh, let's say it's 1100 calories because it just helps the math out probably not but let's say it is okay so that that sunday um you consume only 1100 calories then that drops your weekly average calorie daily calories down by 200 because instead of having 2,500 every day, you're having 2,500 every day for six days. And then the one day, you're having 1,100 calories, which is 1,400 calories less. Divide that up by the seven days. Now we're having 2,300 calories on an average every single day. Therefore, you're eating less over the course of the week uh, as an average, and you're going to drop weight faster. Um, now... If you were to then consume all of your calories in that meal, not only are you going to have a bit of an upset stomach to try and consume 2,500 calories in, in one sitting, um, uh, you, you then don't get the benefit of having the fast. The fast isn't really overly beneficial for someone um, other than the fact that it allows you to have longer periods of lower calories. Um, that's what the science says on that quite a lot. And so therefore you kind of, you know, you're cutting your nose off to spite your face. You're not really getting the benefit of the fast, nor are you getting the benefit of uh, eating the amount that you're eating, right? It just makes it a lot more awkward in every single way. Final thing I will say on this is that you've, uh, I know that Joe has asked in a previous Q&A that he's trying to gain lean muscle, I believe. Um, now, fasting is, it's convenient for like, you know, the lack of, having to think about your food consistently. But when you are fasting, you're missing out on windows to grow muscle. The easiest way I can explain this is if you are trying to gain muscle, all you need to make sure, like gaining muscle uh, after, you know, once you've hit an intermediate level becomes very difficult, right? You, you're doing really, really well if you're adding, I don't know, five pounds of muscle every single year, you're doing incredibly well if you're doing that, or 10 pounds of muscle every single year is phenomenal progress, right? That's less than one pound of muscle a month. So you've got to really understand that you really need to, when you're, number one, spend a lot of time in a growing state, right, in trying to gain muscle. 
But number two, every single window, you want to take as much opportunity as you can to prompt your body to grow muscle, which means that that means that if you're having four different windows throughout the day, say it's like morning, lunch, afternoon, evening, right? There's four different times throughout the day, four hours apart, that you can send your body a signal by eating a, um, a, a meal of protein, 20 to 40 grams of protein at least, I'd say. Every single time you do that meal, it gives your body enough protein to send the signals to say, right, we can, we've got some protein here, we can build muscle. You do that four times throughout the day, which is the science has shown that's probably the most amount of times that you can do that during, throughout a day. Um, you're, you're gaining muscle at every opportunity. If you then fast, maybe you skip the first two opportunities, that's 50% of your muscle growing opportunities that day that you have missed out on, right? I hope that makes sense. So when we're talking about gaining muscle, we kind of have to do the... Um, breakfast, lunch, dinner kind of thing. We kind of have to get as many protein feedings as we can in. When you're losing fat, it's different because you're ideally just trying to hold on to your muscle and maybe you're trying to grow it, but that's not the primary goal. The primary goal is to get your calories less. So whichever mechanism you can use to eat less calories consistently is going to be the one you want to go with. And if that's fasting, that will be great. And I think that that pretty much sums up my thoughts on fasting. It can work, but don't get it twisted, right? There's a reason that fasting is popular. And it's not really the most popular thing with people that that uh, log their calories unless they're trying to lose weight. And then, and then, yeah, you can fast, but I wouldn't even call it fasting. Like, for example, today, I'm training at in about 30 minutes. I ate about an hour or so ago. That was me breaking my fast. And I'm eating a little bit later than I was before when I was training um, at 7 a.m. first thing in the morning. So, it's all it's all like a scale, right? There's no real hard and fast. This is where I'm fasting and this is hard and fast. See? There's no real hard and fast method to tell you if you're fasting or you're not because you're always in a period of like right now, technically I'm fasting, right? I've already eaten my breakfast. Now I'm fasting until my next meal. There's no um, in and out. And, and that's another thing that like, yeah, it's not sexy. It doesn't sell. It's just how the real world is. Um, Stephen Gladwin says, "Hi, I'm looking for body weight exercise and ex. I'm looking for body weight and exercises to improve core strength and range of motions. I'm a front row forward. Uh, I think he's looking for body weight exercises to improve core strength. I would slow. So, so the more I have got experience with doing core work, the more I found out and discovered." that I think the main thing you want to do is not look at the tiny underlying core muscles first. I think you need to build a real good, strong base of decent ab musculature. That is done through your traditional leg raises. Uh, I think leg raises is number one, probably the, the best one that you can do. Um, hanging leg raises probably more so than um, the ones where you're like propping yourself up on the dip station or the ones where you've got yourself your the Roman chair where your elbows are tucked in. I'd say hanging leg raises are my number one go-to right now. Um, bird dogs, dead bugs are all great as well, but you have to really be able to feel your abs working when you're doing those movements. Um, there's, a, there's a whole episode, I can't remember which one it is, if you just type in rugby muscle core, 
there should be an episode back there that will detail everything that you need to do for core strength. The one thing I'd really make sure that you avo you avoid as a front row forward is doing random uh, things that almost mimic a scrum, except that your hands are on the floor or your hands are on the on a wheel that's on the floor, right? That doesn't mimic a scrum at all because then your weight is completely different. In a like um, in a scrum, your there's nothing. Your feet are the only thing that are on the floor. Then your in then your arms or your shoulders or your neck, your um, top of your head is then attached to your opposition, and that's where your force is distributed. It's from your from your toes to your shoulders, arms, grip, shoulder, uh, neck to your position, who's then weight is transferred back to their toes, right? It's not on the floor. So your weight distribution is completely different to if you're doing like a crawling stance or if you are uh, got your hands on those ab wheels I see quite a lot. That stuff, I don't see a huge benefit as a for, for your scrummaging. Now put your hands against the wall or do a scrum um, a squat rack scrum hold. You can see that on YouTube. I've got a scrum engage with hooker strike in a squat rack. Um, that way you can uh, try and get those squat racks or try and get those movements better to really improve your core. Just hold those positions in an isometric and then Stephen, that should sort you right out. Um, last question I will answer for today. Justin says... Do you have any ideas of what I can do on field without weights to help my condition and lose an extra kilo? So losing weight isn't about what you, the extra conditioning work isn't about the extra work that you do in your training. Your training should be about your physical performance goals. Losing weight is about your diet. Luckily, I've got free gifts to help you with both of those. We will have a complete, well, we've got a physique nutrition crash course video series, which you can find at rugby-muscle.com forward slash diet. If you just go to rugby-muscle.com, you will find 50 free rugby conditioning sessions that you can do on a field. That will help your conditioning. Obviously, whilst doing that conditioning, what you're going to burn calories, but if you're not paying attention to diet, it's not really going to help you lose weight. It's going to help your conditioning, but you can also work on your condition whilst gaining weight. So it's not, they're not one in the same. Losing weight and getting extra condition for rugby isn't the same thing and then this week we will have a brand new macro calculator because i've been asked this quite a lot now and i think it's something that you guys might find valuable it's a starting ballpark figure okay it's not a long term this is exactly what you have to do and this will get you to becoming ripped and becoming looking like sunny bill williams or manitou alangi this is a strategy that you can do oh this is a it's not a strategy it's a start of your strategy right wherever you want to take your weight here's where we um here's where we will start your macro so you'll get your carbs protein and fat depending on personal preferences weight uh goals and a few other things here's what oh my series just went off that was weird Here's what, that's where you're going to get your starting figure and then you're over the weeks as the weeks go by you're going to have to adjust those macros depending on what your body does and how you react because everybody is completely different but it's a really 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 good starting point it gives you a, a you know it starts you it's got it's a map right you figure out where you are on a the map then from there and you can go forward and hit your physique goals and really start to understand what true nutrition looks like all right before i go joe's commented he didn't give it a thumbs up or maybe he did i'm not really sure but he said, thanks, EJ. That was a big help. At the moment, when I'm trying to lose... 
at the moment I'm trying to lose fat and then when gyms open back up I'm going to try and uh, build muscle that makes sense fasting has helped me over the last couple of weeks to control calories <laughs> now he's giving it a thumbs up cheers buddy <laughs> when I break my fast I'm trying to get in as much protein as possible before bed to hit that macro whilst keeping everything else low for that day yeah that can help um, you know it's as long as you've got 50 ish grams of protein in for that day if you're only having that one meal it can kind of work and if it's only one day a week it's not too bad maybe i would consider upping your protein on the other days of the week just to make sure you're okay but if you're consuming enough protein on the other days i wouldn't give it too much of a uh, a worry um and particularly if you're doing this in a systematic manner you're going to improve anyway right so if you're if you're um knowing that you're losing weight in the minute and you're going to go back to gaining weight and gaining muscle in the future, I wouldn't sweat, you know, the, losing a potential like quarter pound of, of, uh, of muscle because you didn't eat too enough protein on that one day that you fast. But otherwise, yeah, fasting can really help. Again, it's, it, it, it enables you to not worry yourself and stress yourself about your diet too much whilst being able to simply keep your calories low okay guys that will wrap up the q a for today i'll be going live on friday i'll post a um i'll make a post on the facebook group rugby muscle athletes a little bit later detailing the time if you if you have any questions be as specific as you can so i can be as specific with my answers don't just say i want to get stronger or i, I need motivation what do you need to work on? Really have a think about what you're trying to train and what you're trying to achieve with your training or with your nutrition. And then think about where your uh, bottlenecks are, where your stop gaps are, where you're coming up short and what I can help you solve. Whatever those problems are, ask them in the, ask them in the Facebook group and we will get to the answers uh, later. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you guys in the next one. All right, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode of the Robbie Muscle Podcast, then I've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request. All I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and type up a five-star review. Just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback, but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know that you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class strength condition program app delivered directly to your phone. Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate it if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.